Yo, it's your man, Kev Mack, and I'm back with another episode of Kev Mack Video Podcast. Today, we got part three, OG Bam, original front hook, Compton Cup Rib. So, I want y'all to kick back, listen to this shit. It's about the CCO, Consolidated Crip Organization, in California Department of Corrections State Prison during the 1980s. If you're not a subscribed to the videos on YouTube, Go to KMAC videos, like, share, and subscribe to videos. We just made it to 75,000 subscribers. If each one of you go and tell a friend to subscribe, we can double that amount overnight. Thank you, and now we're from our sponsor. Original Front Hook Comic Crips. I was the founder. I created Conan Parker in my mother's garage. I had a lot of, you know, lifting weights and I was on sport. They started calling me Big Niz. I can say this, and Rockhead said it best one time, them real BGFs like the Crips, because they knew we was going to be the new freedom fighters up in that motherfucker. We was the ones who was going to save everything up in there. So look, you landed, you landed in the pen before CCO was formed. So. Exactly. So when did you become aware of CCO? I became aware of CCO in 1983. pulled in by other Compton CCOs? Uh, well, one of my big homies was a general. One of my big homies was one of the generals of CCO. So I naturally, I wanted to be a part of what he was a part of. When you say big homie, you mean another Compton Crip or, yeah. or a former Crip? another Compton Crip. Now don't get, when I say big homie, man, I got big homies that ain't from just front of it now. That's a title earned, not just given. Can I give you a couple of names? Yeah. Tell me, uh, just listen in a quick sentence or whatever, how you feel or don't feel. That's my big home. Ann Malone. That's my big home. Marcellus. That's my big home. Rocky. That's my home. Let's rewind. When you spit these names at you, where are they from? They from Compton, though. Specifically where they from. Well, Big and them, they, they from, they from nothing, from the Grandies, right? Marcellus from Lantana. He ain't, he ain't asking about Suma, Suma from the Grandies. That's a good man. You feel me? Suma. Suma. That's my big homie. Ascari. That's my big homie. He from the 60s. That's my big homie, though. And what's your name? My name Lil Scorry. They call me Bam. But these is dudes that laced me. These was like some of my mentors in prison. 
I seen how they carried themselves, man. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I don't want nobody to get offended. It might end up seeing this video. If if a, if a motherfucker from Compton was claiming Compton Crib and didn't know Aunt Malone, he might get his ass whooped. Why is that? Because Ant was a dude that really paved the way for a lot of us to be able to walk their yards. He had a reputation. Ant had a squabble. He had a squabble about himself. He had an aura. Same with Big Heron. Same with a light bulb, Sumar. Same with a scarf. Divas dudes had, if you was from the 60s, if you didn't, if you didn't know a scarf, it was like you couldn't be film these people, you, you didn't pose the norm personally, but you posed the norm. And I took honor and pleasure in being able to know them personally. You feel what I'm saying? These just dudes when they used to let us correspond with each other directly, I can write. You know what I mean? These just dudes we really know each other. You know, these just dudes that like my big homie Sumo man and Big Haveron brother, most people believe now when they found out I was CCO they was mad. Cause they told me never to get up under nothing when I go to prison. Don't get up under nothing. Well, damn, why you getting mad? You running this shit. So if that ain't love, they showing me. So no, I got, I ain't got to just make myself look good. I got to make them look good too. Cause if it's a blemish on me, it's a blemish on them. Bam. You, you stated right. Different individuals had major squabbles. Yeah. Is there any one of the Individual that you can define that stood above all the squabbles you ever seen. Squabbles. Squabbles, shit. The bully. Bully? The bully. Bully's at the top. Yeah. Okay, while we on names, there's two people I want to ask you about. You know Keter Rock from 60s. Yeah. Where'd you meet him at? I met him in county jail. Me and Keter Rock used to play poker together. Keter Rock was like 18 years old. Man, him, Lunatic take Frank. Money months, you feel me? And me and Keter Rock got real, real tight. I just, his son was just in the pen with me, you feel me? And me and Keter Rock got real, real tight. When he had to play pen, he sent me some Jordans, you feel me? I was in the pen. Playground. Yeah, the little tennis shoe thing, oh, whatever course, it was. Yeah. Uh, one more person, Turtle from Santana Block. That was like one of my best friends, Kenneth Johnson. Where'd you meet him at? I met Turtle on the streets. No, that was like one of the best car thieves he got. <laughs> Turtle was my homie, man. And right before he left San Quentin, me and him was Sully's in Palm Hall. Then he caught his shoot. He went. Matter of fact, I went to Palm Hall. Turtle seen me. He said, man, come in the hole with me. I got two with the police and went to the hole and kicked it with him. Me, him, and Nate Tillman from Palm We was all in Palm Hall together. Turtle went to Chino. I ended up doing my 18 years on, on a manslaughter. And uh, he got out 45 days later and got killed. Me and his brother Whiskey just real tight, right? Turtle was like, you know, Turtle was like, he was loved by a lot of us out here. Cause he wasn't, Turtle might looked out for Santana. Turtle was generous towards a whole lot of other crips. You feel me? I tell you, I used to get high, man. And my homie used to come to my mom's house. My little brother Inch was like, man, Turtle out there, Turtle used to like give me dope. But he'll tell me if you stop smoking, you know you can have the world, I'll give you anything you want. Last time he seen me in the county jail, I was, you know, he had his ex girl Lisa put 500 on my books, made sure I was straight. 
feel me? Even hooked me up with a bra named Natalia. It was somebody else's bra, but he had hooked me up. He was always doing that. And Turtle was a that that was a good home. Turtle never joined no prison gang, did he? Nah. I'm glad you mentioned Turtle. There was an incident that occurred at, on the canal. Yeah. Norman Gibbs. Yeah. Right? And just a cavalcade of Crips came from the east and met with a bunch of Crips in the west. Can you talk about that that day? Because when I say oh, cavalcade, man. I mean Crips well, we came on bicycles, skateboards, on cars, bikes. Well, that, that was that cars. was that was a uh, day. You know, a lot of ruckus started that night. A lot of ruckus, you know. We talked about that. That I ain't gonna go into detail about it, you know, because ain't no, no. But what did that moment? What did it? What did it? What was and significant you, about that moment? And what was the the title to? What all that was. That was. Watch this, man. When you see cripping like that, that's like crip heaven. It's like, like Tupac says, it's a thug mansion. Whenever one crip or death or somebody can bring a whole lot of motherfuckers together and everybody can forget about any person, about any pop about any personal differences. Because when Norman got killed, Norman was a kid. That took a lot out of people. I mean, we was right here at this park. We was having a big What did we man. name it, though? I forgot the day we named that. No, well, what did we name You feel me? Front. Front, oh, Frontana. That was Frontana that day, you feel me? But we was up here when Norman got killed. We was having a meeting in this park, man. The West Side started to come. I jumped in the middle of the street, busting up. I made a bust of you and everything, right? They got to get out of here. But that was front tender that day, man. You feel me? That was front tender that day. That was like Santana front hills before CC Riders started seeing CC front Santana's was like the first two little clicks that. Hooked so up together. That was the first time. Yeah, the first anything. time, yeah, any two hoods hooked up together. Really? It was, we used to say front you tenor. remember when we all pulled up on? On Grant. 130 Grant. Yeah. And Sheriff's, Compton PD, they all came, converged on us, and said, yeah. hell no, this is this can't happen. This Film. can't happen. And that's how that? that was, yeah. I had a brown 6-3 Nova there. Yeah. I, w I want to roll back to your, your years as a CCO in prison from 1980 to 86. Who were you guys rivaling with during that period of time? What you mean? Who was your main adversary on the prison yard when you were there? Hey, when I first became a CCO, man, our adversaries was the enemy. The police. The police. Now, I know what you're getting to, and I'm, I'm elaborate on that CCO and Blue Note thing came later on, man. A lot of dudes say them dudes just throwing us. They ain't throwing us. We step back. I stepped back because my big homie Heron said, step back. Because a lot of us didn't like what we was doing. We was going at each other. We was going at each other. I didn't just pick up. I didn't have no enemies. I picked up my big homies' enemies, dudes that was jealous of them. Right? And right today, if you look at Crippin' in the prison now, if you ever been, you'll say, well, CCO might have been the best thing to happen for Crips in prison. Because when CCO was just functioning, CCO law was the Crip law. That was the guidelines Crips followed was that law. Now we going at each other's tribalism up in there. Everybody is for themselves. Something happened to me. If Compton's don't take off, somebody else might not want to do nothing. 
That ain't how Crippin is. Sometimes we turn Raymond over in his grave. Like, let me give you an answer to that. I'm in Calipat this time when I went. I'm coming in, I was a teacher aide, I'm coming in from work. And one of my little homies from PJ's, Cowboy, holler at me. He said, bam, come here, handle this business. Little Crip dude, little Crip dude out of LA, had a move phone, and he's trying to do low on the cell phone. I go pull the Damu boy, like, man, hold him up, you just can't rush him. Give us 24 hours, we gonna do this. We gonna, we gonna handle it, but you can't do nothing to him. I go to the little crib dude, say, man, what's up with that phone? What he didn't know is, so I get up early. Calipat, you got holes in your door, so I can stand at my door. I used to see shit. I seen a line go down by a cell. At the, what did anybody had in that envelope? It was a phone, come to find out. You slid it to, to the wrong person to hold for you, first of all, because he can keep the phone from you, then you can start some race shit. But this dude put it on his mama that he didn't have that phone. And my little homeboy, football from Matrix Gangster, he say, man, believe what the OG big homie Bam say. Bam ain't got no need to lie. I said, man, I don't know what's wrong with you dudes. Y'all dudes want to DP dudes in prison with y'all fist, stab his ass and get him off this yard. Because he put it on his mama that he didn't steal the phone. So if you don't love your mama, I'm going to love your mama better than you. You feel what I'm saying? Come to find out, they DP him, jump on him, send two dudes at him. But he took the phone with him. So you was willing to put me in some shit over a phone. This is a new stuff, bro. This, this new shit. Now, what this would have happened in the 80s? Hell no. Nah. This was Sumar Nim and Scarf Nim taught us in prison. If you steal, we gonna get you. But if you take it, you got listen to me. I was one of them dudes that old folks used to rob motherfuckers at the canteen. I mean, literally stand at the canteen, man, in the coat and have my knife like it was a pistol. And we used to rob motherfuckers. Now, if a motherfucker tell me if I steal it, he gonna kill me. But if I take it, I got 250 more crips on my side. Now, why I can't take what I want in prison? And that was the difference. You understand what I'm saying? Of the cavalry people with all that. Now you get that on all sides, though. Not just with the crips and the bloods. Even, even, even the Chicanos is having that type of behavior in there. Because of the... The haters assassinated leadership so fucked up that now they got a little bit of power. They think they own. When, when did CCO disband? What year? We disbanded it. When they opened up New Folsom, we disbanded. What year was that? 86. People start stepping back. But I can go to prison right there today. Man, you know the first thing they're going to say? Oh, man, these CCO don't fuck with him. That kind of hangs over your head? Yeah, that's, that's an intimidation. Does that cops put that on you or do no, other inmates because of what they didn't heard about CCO? That's an intimidation to some dudes. You feel me? I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to the streets. I guess it could be jail too. But the, the, the Compton and Watts relationship, what's the origin of that, of that? When did it start? What's the story? Now, li listen to this, man. And a lot of people might, might not want to really be that. When we say the hub and dub, that really wasn't for everybody from Watts. It was really for great, cause of Lil Huncho. Lil Huncho claimed great, but he really from, from the Grandies. So he hung out here. He hung with Turtle and, and G-Nip. So we the hub and dove. So now, 
They took grapes out before they ain't hunted one time. See, Shibata said, no, nah, y'all got to put them back over here. Because they, they are homies. Now it's, it's all watch. The hub and dub, we do it like that. Like my best, one of my best little youngsters up in there was some great. My road dog was Lil Earl from Great. That was my road dog. You feel me? And, uh, and that's just how that was. But what, well, that hub and dub thing, sometimes, man, you can go in prison, Kevin back and what people don't know is the road dog might not even be from where you're from. He might be completely from another crib set. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? And that create bonds with other cliques. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Compton the 60s always had a bond, even though they fell out once before. But they had a bond. That's why it didn't really get blown out of proportion on the streets. It was bullshit, fights and all that. But it wasn't no, like the eight tray in the 60s thing. Because it was certain relationships already established. Do you think those relationships are rooted in the CCOs of the 60s and Compton both being in that organization? And yeah. And that's kind of what stopped it. From yeah, work? yeah. Let me ask you this. I want to go into the kind of origins of, of funding. So we got Watts here, we got Compton here. Yeah. So I'm assuming because you guys are on the front line. Yeah. When you were growing up. Did you guys consider Carver Park part of Compton? Yeah, that's Compton. They went to Willowbrook. Just ask me. That. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't know if I'm being cool. when I was banging. Wasn't no Home Street Watts. That street right there to us. That was Carver. That was Carver the Monas. When I got out of prison, I heard about that street. Cause I used to be on that street. I had a homeboy lit on that street. OG Glue Baby lit on that street, right? But a lot of people that ain't from LA believe Carver is Watts. Watts stopped in Imperial, man. Let me ask you this. Carver Park's right across the street. Yeah. Fundwood claims West Side. I'm gonna show you. When you leave, you're gonna see it yourself. When you came, right? Get on that side, that's the east. Central and LA is the east. But when you get to El Segundo, everything becomes the west. When you cross Wilmington, it's the east. So, how how Carver Park Compton Crips on the west side of Compton? Watch this. Carver Park is not on the west side, bruh. Carver Park is on the east side on 118th. That's the east side of Compton. See everything on, when you get right here, let me, let me get you better. When you get to El Segundo on Central by that gas station, when you turn, if you keep, once you cross El Segundo, you say the west. But while you're on Central this way, it's the east. When you get over here, all this is the west side, right? But when you cross Wilmington, it becomes the east. They shared Compton, because they, to us, that's Compton. Martin Luther King used to be Palm Lane, the Palm Lane apartments. To us, that was Compton. To me, why stop at Imperial? Now, because of the geographical shit, this news meter and all this create for us, well, Carver, they try to say Carver's the Willowbrook District. All right, they say part of front is the Willowbrook District. What the street I live on is the Willowbrook District. Slater is the Willowbrook District. But if I write his house, I write west, 130th. On right, east. You don't get on the east till you cross Wilmington. Once you cross Wilmington, you're on the east side. That's why Corner Pike is the east. But based on, because that's LA County, 
So it's mapping. It's mapping. It's mapping. Like me ask you this one. And you pose to ask the questions. I don't believe it's a thing called South Central. But yet every black dude in LA said they from South Central. That was just some white men said because they couldn't get on the on the police scanner. Said this is where all the niggas live at. Go to that sign down there. You feel me? Look up on the sign by yeah. Centennial. It's gonna say South Central. But that's new. They did that. It ain't watch this. No, I'm not. South I'm not Central is it. the bottoms. Go by the map of what South Central is. That's the fifties and by the Peblos. Now everybody said clown, that's the white man wanted us all. We they can't get on the police scanner and say they're all the niggas. So they say, no, nah, that's South Central. So they say, no, nah, that's South Central. So when they say South Central, they know where they're going. Right? You got hoods like in L.A. claiming east side. Man and Broadway ain't the east. That's the west. Where so it starts at, man? Watch this, man. The east side starts from Alameda till you get damn near the Maine. It's gonna, that's when you get to the west. When you get to Maine and Broadway, that's the west side. Everything else is the east. So the Hoovers was correct by claiming west, west side Hoover. Right? But <clears throat> you got to look at the map and like a lot of dudes ask me what you ask. Well, how Carver Carver is Compton. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, they might be it might be a county LA County Park. But them Compton Crips. Willie Hurd, my big home, Willie Hurd raised me. His little brother got the same name Tookie got. I'm waiting for you to tell him about Main Street. No, I, I was gonna go into he saying Willie Hurd raised him. It really Hurd raised me. That's my big homie. So, so Front and Carver Park were real close when you were growing up. Very and when I watch this, when I grew up, man, now my little homies got a new era. When I grew up, Carver's, Mona's, Front and Corner Pocket, we might have personal fights. But let us go outside our neighborhoods and go someplace else. You fought one of them. If I was there, I was gonna help him. Willie Hurd, little brother, went to school with me. Something happened down the line where you guys split these guys. I was in the pen, and I never got caught up in that. I was still going in the Carver when my hood used to be for Carver. I was still going in the Carver. And sir, they G homies can come over here. They G homies were still able to come over here. That was a generation thing. So when you grew up, there wasn't no crip on crip violence in common. No, hell no. Come on, man. For what? I could go over Billy Mel and them hops, listen to me. I was one of them crip dudes, man. Duck from 8-9, resting in peace, was like my cousin, 8-9 East Coast. I was a dude to get on the bus or jump on the 10-speed and go in other hoods. And them dudes, because it get too late, they wouldn't let me come home. I can sleep in their house. Big Wolf from 8-9 was like my big brother. Because his mama would never let me get on the number three. The 53 bus to come back to Compton was too late. So I spent the night there. You, when I first started game banging in the 70s, you went in another Crip neighborhood, man, you got the blue carpet rolled out for you. So if it was a Cripplet there and she was cute and you wanted it, you might get some of that thing tonight. Because they're going to tell her to do this. She going to want It's an honor to do this. You understand what I'm saying? You getting treated like royalty. Understand what I'm Talk saying? No shit, you was getting treated Talk like no royalty. We didn't fight against each other. What for? 
We didn't do that's watch this. That's what made LA Crips love Compton Crips so tough. See, see, riders, we didn't do that at first. We were not here beefing with each other. Everybody was like, damn, man, them CC riders got their shit right. Then the nightmare hit us. But I'm a G, and I ain't trying to say I'm some Perfect tough segue. G. Question. question. My second part question, right? Big P, Kurt, Lebo, Bay Rob, Cabo, Ruffian. That generation right there, Joe Bo. Yeah. Joe Bo Uncle was my best friend. Tone Bone, Junebug, that generation right there, right? Yeah. What was different? What was the dynamic about that crew versus the 70s? What changed? Watch this. That crew with Kirk, Big Pete, Bowhead, and Joe Bo and Lee Bo Neal. Big John. If, if I had a choice to put it this way, Kirk was Dave LaSalle in that era. Lebo is one of the most intelligent crips I've met in my hood. That's my, they, they younger than me. Them my little homies. Man, Lebo done wrote letters in Swahili, not but Swahili. Our intellect, we used to get each other high on our intellectual rise, we take each other on, right? They era was straight cripping. See, what cripping don't just consist of game bank, cripping consists of taking money. Robbing shit. This crip activities. That was that era. Now here come this new little era. That BG era. That OBG era. Inch. Dog. Weaving them. They took front of it on a whole new level. I'm in the penitentiary, man. I'm, you know, I'm looking at Sarge magazines and shit. I'm looking at motherfuckers drinking Moed and Crystal. I'm just thinking this some New York shit. I come home, man. My homies got Bentleys and these hillbilly ass Harley, Harley Davidson trucks. I'm like, God damn, this is what they was do. Hillbilly? Yeah, that's what I call them. They, they be like that. But I was impressed with it because them young dudes knew their history. They kept that H in them, that front hustle up in them. I remember one time, man, right before me and Dog, he went back to jail. We was talking. He was on his way to court or something. He said, man, I remember you used to be riding here in your Pierre Cardin sweatsuits and all that. My homie Burke got at me the other day. Yeah, man, I remember you and Baby used to be in that Feel of BJ shit. See, I was wearing Feel of BJ before it was a swap meet. When all you had to do was buy the Feel of Sweatsuit, that was 150. Then you wear K-Swiss with a Nimitz Marcus cap. That was that front hood shit that a lot of people on the east side and west side did. The next crew out in Compton at Walt Taylor's was the Nutties. Big Mac, Fatso, my cousin Big Ollie now. Now, when I, what I learned from, from older cats like Keedy and my homies Mac watching Bodine them and, and the Nutty Block older cats and Pet Bull and them, what I learned when I was a little dude, they taught us what homeboy shit was. That's what motherfuckers did. I don't know if they displayed like they used to, but back then, if one of them dudes got out of prison, believe me, it wouldn't be nothing for them to put their homie in the car and do all this for them. One more point. <laughs> that wasn't a building. If you go from Wilmington all the way past Compton Avenue, all these buildings you see right there, yeah. Big P, Thank Lebo, Kurt, Pimp, Jobo. Oh, listen to me. Them was Big pieces. John. And they let Eric. Their names would be lined up all the way. But Jobo did that. 
Yeah. Jumbo was I like was wondering who did that because... Jumbo used to write on shit. I didn't call him. Bo, him and Bowhead was the spray painters for real. Right, right. So I'm going to tell you, if you want to know if motherfuckers really from Not one of them buildings didn't get untouched. Or Corbin, you see where all them diesels is over there? Uh-huh. What was that, boo? What was it? A lot of people don't know. That used to be the go-kart track. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the go-kart. Yes. That's right. That's right. If you want to know if a motherfucker G from this era, ask him what that was. That was a dope. You're right. Uh, I got a, a couple more to knock out. Give us the boundaries of the front end. <coughs> Where y'all starting to get? Front end start from 100, from El Cigando. A lot of my little homies don't know this. To 139th. We had front hoods that lived on 139th. That's what they don't know. About them. We had front hoods that lived on 139th. The front hood is from El Cigando to 139th. And when I first started banging, front hood on the east, we stopped on Grape. After you pass Grape, you're in the pocket. When I first started banging, Grape and Abstract Street was front hood. That was my hood. That was my hood. So are the founders of Azac Grape, are they, are they front hoods, ex-front hoods? I don't, I don't even know who the founder of that is. <laughs> you feel me? I'm gonna keep it 100. I don't know who the founder of that is. One. But one of the founders of Front Hill lived on Anzac. Greg Cross. When I was banging, thank you, that's his nephew. When I was living, when I first started game banging, Anzac and Great was Front Hill. Once you pass Great and hit Paulson, you in Kona Pocket. How about Westbound? Westbound, we come all the way to Slater, man. To that canal. That canal is what separates us from them. It's a canal right there. That's what separates us from Westside Paru. And my dumb ass, I don't even know if Boo remember this. I had wrote Crip on the back of my mama house. I wanted him to know who I, where I was. Back of your house, face pyrus. Yeah, exactly. I used to shoot at them dudes from my backyard. That was pretty bold of you. Yeah, my, I got an ass whooping like a motherfucker on that man. My daddy whooped my ass for writing "Crip" on the back of his house. You just, you just finished up. You just wrapped up a series with the Monster Cody. So I gotta ask you, since you guys are comrades, did you know him personally? Yeah, I was in San Quentin with Cody, New Folsom, and we, you know, we cool. So I think you're all right. You feel me? You all right? You smiling? Well, watch this, man. I admire any motherfucker that come from nothing that can write a book. And this is what I admire most. If Master Cody wouldn't have never wrote a book, a whole lot of Christian Bloods would never have been able to get a book published. That's a good point. That's, a That's what I admire most. That's what I admire most.
That's going to do it for episode three of OG Bam, original front of Compton Crip. I hope you guys all tune in tomorrow for the Bebop Watch series. The Bebop Watch Bloods come out of the Watch community near the Watch Tower. Sanford and Son was filmed in their neighborhood. The classic sitcom with Fred Sanford, a.k.a. Red Fox, Lamont, you big dummy, Esther, and the rest of them. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Be sure to go to YouTube, Mac Videos, like, share, and subscribe your favorite videos. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day, a nice night. See you here tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace.